Welcome to First Generation Burden, a series of conversations with immigrants and the children of immigrants. My name is Rich Tu and I'm your host. Welcome back for episode four. Uh, we have a great episode for you today. Uh, today we have Ricardo Gonzalez, aka It's a Living. He's a designer living in Brooklyn. He's a great uh, typographer, letterer, calligrapher. He's originally from Mexico in a small town called Durango. He currently lives in New York, but he also lived in Canada for a while too. And you hear all about that in our conversation. He's worked with a lot of clients like Mercedes-Benz, Google, Microsoft, Pepsi, Budweiser, Sprite, Vice, a lot of other guys. He was also recently at ComplexCon for any of you guys that were out there uh, seeing him paint for 1800 the uh, the liquor brand we sat down in new york the other day and we just had a really good conversation also there's some really fun shenanigans that are going on and uh, i chose to not edit it out and i left it all in there also i'm really tired just letting you guys know i've been traveling for the past couple of weeks kind of non-stop and also still uh, maintaining um some semblance of work-life balance so if i seem a little tired uh or even a little giggly during this conversation well it's probably just um, I'm slowly going insane from being on uh, planes. But before we get to that, uh, shout out to Meet the Creatives, the podcast hosted by Rob Johnson. He has a lot of great guests on the show, and I recently was one of his guests uh, about a few, a few days ago, and the, the episode that I was on just went live. And uh, if you want to check out some of the other ones that he has, um, he talks to Debbie Millman, Michael Beirut, uh, Justin Genak, also Ricardo as well. And uh, he's a really good dude, and I think those are really entertaining. So check that out at meetthecreatives.design. So without further ado, here's Ricardo Gonzalez, Mr. It's Living himself. Check it out. That It was a booth. So then I talked to the the, the, the brand, like the people who run the brand. So mm-hmm. they were like, hey, man, can I just go crazy and then just wrap it? And they were like, yeah, yeah do it. Oh, amazing. Yeah. How long did that one take? Were you were you actually creating on site? Yeah. Uh, or during ComplexCon? Yeah, during, so you were part of the the festivities. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I was painting with spray guns. Montana was cool. They sponsored me. And thanks to them, I connect some people in LA, and I got to paint with some OGs. It was cool, man. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so we're in it now. <clears throat> All right, this is it. This is yeah, it. we're doing it. So we got It's a Living in the House, Ricardo Yo. Gonzalez. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you for having me. It's Yo, dude. Cool, man. Thank you for being here. Well, for uh, for our listeners, we have been sitting here chopping up for a little bit, but um, uh, you are an amazing designer, uh, brilliant typographer, letterer, um, and also uh, a recent recent uh, transplant from Mexico, correct? <laughs> yeah, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we just get into I just want to uh, start um, kind of um, at the very beginning and just... Um, your beginnings in Mexico and and how you got here. Um, it's crazy though because I, what I do right now it's something that I've been doing for kind of the longest time since I was um, I don't know 13, 14 and you know back then I was just doing graffiti you know just getting in trouble but it was fun times but during that time I like I wouldn't pay so much attention in the class, so I'll just draw like nice notes. So I started doing more calligraphy and kind of that progressed it, but never really, I just never really had the intention to end up in New York. You know, living, I'm from a small town called Durango. It's like North Center. Durango? Yeah. Where is that? North Center is like 12 hour drive from the border, 12 hour drive from Mexico City. So I'm kind of stuck 
in the middle, but it's considered north. Yeah. And so, yeah, at the time, um, yeah, I wasn't like sure what I was going to do. Um, high school was like crazy. Never really wanted like, or gave it a thought to like what to do. I just want to be a graphic designer. So sure. Um, yeah, somehow I ended up in, in, in Canada. My mom was like super supportive and How'd you end up in Canada? Well, wait, wait. So <laughs> go back to the town. What was the town like? Was it, um, was it a really small town? Just Yeah, it's a small town. I mean, it's cool. It's well known for uh, minery and forest. Uh, also scorpions in the middle. <laughs> That's what it's, yeah, it's kind of like. But um, yeah, super small town. Like everybody knows each other. I mean, it's kind of like what happens everywhere, but like it does feel like small. Like you only go to movies. You only go like hang out with your friends at only one bar or two. Um, yeah, and just the culture there's a lot different. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how'd you get to Canada? What was your, what was your Canada connect? Um, so, yeah, that was the thing because I finished high school and then I somehow was going to apply. No, I did apply for architecture because I wasn't sure like what to do. So, I applied for architecture, although I wasn't sure what to do. So, I'm like, I'm just going to give it a shot. How so, old were you at the time? Uh, I was like, 18 something like that oh really yeah yeah so you know I was, i'm just gonna at the time i was like okay i'm gonna apply for architecture but also for graphic design sure luckily i didn't get in architecture because i wouldn't do be able to do that um it's crazy but then i got accepted in 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 a couple schools in, in mexico but they weren't like you know so my mom really thought it and she's like well you know i can send you some good schools in mexico or i can send you in Canada, you know, like I can support you not know, to go all the way there. And a lot of people ask me, why not United States? And, you know, I, at the time I thought it would be just best to go like further, you know, and because I barely spoke English, mm. like when I, I had to do like English classes and still like wasn't enough to like go to Canada. So um, that was a challenge, really go there in a, like a very, uh, immersive like really you know like really intense english um country which was canada although otherwise like la you know new york everybody speaks a little bit of spanish so there i was very forced to to learn the english language uh and you didn't know any english back in mexico no wow. like you you because was it hard to pick it up yeah i remember Especially learning in your teens yeah i mean it's just something that you never really pay attention when you're like, ah, yeah, you don't know what to do. You're just like out there partying or doing whatever. But it became handy years after. But you forget so much. And once you're put out there in the world, like you realize that you don't know like anything. So my first contact, I remember getting picked up from the airport in Canada. Uh, I landed in, in Toronto and then I had to drive all the way to Hamilton. And there was this super cool girl um, who drove me from school. And, oh man, that was so embarrassing because I barely was, I was only like, just, oh, hey, hi, how are you? And she was like, oh, fine, you know, have you ever been in blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, me, no, uh, <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Uh, and I don't know, I just felt terrible. But um, yeah, that was the beginning and kind of the first time it, it was, it was a really strong culture shock to, to being in Canada but mm -hmm. and then I, I got to go to um, school there for graphic design in Mohawk College this small cool small school in in Hamilton okay so I spent two years there 
And yeah, that was uh, graphic design. My first entry level. But at the time, I just forgot all the calligraphy and lettering. I never thought sure. it would be possible to make a living of it. Sure. What was the... Uh uh, it's a living. Uh, <laughs> what was the the scene like in Canada culturally? Was it just, uh, were you the only Mexican in your class or in your, you know, you know what I mean? I know is that, that's a weird thing to ask. No, no, <laughs> I mean, really but it, thing to ask. It, it was true because uh, I was the only one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, really? Yeah. Did you, how, does it make you feel different? Did you feel different when you were there? No, but it, it's strange because maybe you feel bit vulnerable that you're not really able to really speak everything and i was like really scared to like like school because i didn't want to fail i literally had to like before school i had to go talk to the coordinator of the of the program and like please listen let me you know let me um take this course you know like i've, I've came all the way from mexico and, and he's like well you need some more english you know and wow did you have to take an esl class yeah yeah so i had to take it and then and it wasn't enough. And so I just like really had to ask for the opportunity to do it. And the coordinator was like, okay, I'll let you do it. But you know, it's your time, it's your money. So if you failed, you failed, you know, like, so yeah, that's why I was kind of scared to be in class and not really pay attention. So mm. like I was just in the first time in my life, I was sitting in the front, you know, taking notes, being yeah. like, um, but the best thing is I was like just surrounded by people speaking English and, Everybody like became friends with everybody, and yeah. that was very like a good thing because they support me a lot and helped me. You know? do, do you think uh, it's a coincidence that so much of your work now revolves around the words that you create? Well, you know, like, uh, and when you were like learning the English language and like learning, you know, uh, kind of developing your vocabulary, like literally and like uh, artistically, that all those things relate now. So, and now you're, you know your main expression is through words. Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting, but it's also a good way for me to like explore meanings of words and kind of like uh, look for synonyms, you know, and then you start like learning more and more about the um, language and how to use words in different contexts. And that's yeah. kind of the cool thing about like what I'm doing, just exploring what like words could be like, damn, like, there's no expression. It's just, like, painted there, you know? So yeah. you, you see, like, damn, like, damn, wow. Uh, I love it. Um, so how many years did you spend in Canada? Um, I lived there five years. Five yeah, years? five years. It was long. It was, damn. It, it was a good transition for the oh. States, you know? Because otherwise, I don't... I, I really think back, and I don't think I would have been able to make it in, like, U.S. if... I wouldn't like spend all that time there because yeah. I really absorb more of the um, North American culture, you know? Sure. Sure. How, how easy was it just from a legal level, like on immigration level to get to Canada? Um, it was easy just because you're a student, you know, and I mean, there's a lot of paperwork you have to do, yeah, right? Sure, but like, sure. I mean, everything was fine. Um, it was very easy. Once finishing school, you can apply for another visa and then getting work visas at the time was super easy. Mm -hmm. So not super easy, but as long as you have everything and everything organized, it like visas are not a problem. So got it. Yeah. So then uh, how'd you, how'd you want to come to America? Why'd you want to come to America? Um, so that was the thing because <laughs> I finished school in Canada and I found myself like, you know, in that 
period of your of your life right after college where you don't know what to do what's yep. the next step where like you don't know anything you're like okay i just went to graphic school and where are the jobs you know <laughs> so like <laughs> i think we all had that <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like <laughs> that crisis of uh, conscience <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it hit me it hit me you know career. it hit us all but um it was a great time so i moved from hamilton to ottawa i was on a skate trip lived there for two years on and a skate trip yeah i just went to skate with a friend yeah. and like oh yeah you skate and you fucking shred bro. <laughs> thanks i try it not so much these days but <laughs> how um was that something that you were doing all in mexico and all in canada yeah i think that was what's the skate scene like in mexico out of curiosity uh it's pretty strong though there's really? a lot of people and because we are were really influenced by American culture, all the skateboarding videos, all the brands come yeah. from, you know. Um, and you're a tall dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You must be, you're, uh, you're tall for a skater, it seems to me. Uh, I wouldn't go so far. I mean, there's a lot of tall people. I sure. mean, but like, like P-Rod, P-Rod's Oh yeah. oh yeah i I never met him but like yeah you you probably seen him so I, i've only seen him from uh across the room oh. <laughs> i've never i never shook hands with him or nothing really man can i get like a signature from him <laughs> next time you see him in live be like yo you brought yeah exactly no. um, dude uh yeah he um he actually said something really interesting he said uh slow is uh, oh, smooth, slow, yeah. smooth, smooth is fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Damn, there you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad that you caught it because I didn't have it. Uh, but I remember when he said it, like I wrote it down immediately and I put it on top of like my desk because I was like, oh, that's kind of baller. <laughs> no, I. It's funny because I heard that I think it was in a movie, Shooter, the movie. Um, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. He says that like slow, smooth, smooth is fast. That's how oh, they shoot. You know. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. But it applies really well. I mean, for me... This is also, oddly enough, totally separate of this. This is the second time I've talked about the film Shooter in a week for, like, completely different reasons. It's a pretty good movie. I like it. I like Mark Wahlberg. I like. I think he's I like, like... I like Mark Wahlberg, too. He's like, um... He's the hilarious. American dream. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. hilarious. Like, I Dude's like awesome. <laughs> anyway, sorry. No worries. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, Skate Scene in Mexico. Skate Scene was... Was, it was great, but nowadays it's a lot more focused on creating creating brands from Mexico, you know, like creating teams, creating like supporting local type thing, you know, like supporting, you know, instead of like, oh, I need to go like LA to like be at the best. Yes, of course you can do that. But like, there's a lot of people doing it already in, yeah. in Mexico and there's like people that tread hard, like really oh. good. So yeah. What was your style? Was it, you were very street? Were you, were you technical? I feel like a very technical dude too. Yeah, I was more, uh, I feel like I'm still more like technical, like Manny's, like more like lines, tricks. Sure. Not like, I, I did say but that was more like when, you know, you're in high school and you're not afraid to break any and you're bone. Fairly, yeah. Totally. Now you break a hand, like <laughs> yeah. I rolled my ankle like five months ago and that was a pain because rolling my ankle, go to meetings here in New York, taking yeah. the subway. Yeah. And then trip and yeah like okay you can't afford that <laughs> i remember back in my b-boy days i dislocated my thumb like three times and then i'd be i'd be on the floor and then like it got to a point by by the last time it happened i just put my hand down on the floor and then my thumb would just jump out of the socket and oh. i had to put it back in i was like 
fuck. <laughs> you have to like change up everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. B-boy life. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, coming from Canada, going back to Canada, uh, what was uh, what was the transition from Canada to America? Was that something that you that you wanted, or was there was it jobs? Like, what was it? Um, yeah, there was sort of a transition because what happened in Canada at the time I was living in Toronto, um, Toronto, Wait, Toronto. Yeah, that's the Canadian way to say it, Toronto. Shout out to you know everybody in Toronto. You know, yep. shout out to the six, <laughs> the six role. Yeah. Um, so I was there, and then at the time my work visa expired so i had to literally like pack up my all my shit and just go back to mexico literally with like i had to go back and no money not nothing because i was i i lived in toronto for like four or five months and mm-hmm. i was looking for jobs you know applying for everything graphic design yeah <clears throat> in toronto yeah nothing happened because that was kind of my dream you know uh, before than that i was working as a screen printer like full-time and it was a very tough job but one of the best jobs i ever had you know really yeah, yeah, tell me a lot. And um working yeah. with your hands. Yeah, just working with your hands, seeing the inks getting dirty, you know, and not being afraid to like go do it or mess up because in that job you mess up so much and you have to sure. pay it too. So Sure, 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 sure. It was a good uh good time. But then in Toronto, uh yeah, my visa expired, so I moved back to Mexico, so and I had no money. So that's kinda like that was a good thing. I mean, I think that's why some things like are meant to be you know like if i i I didn't want to like stay illegally there just like okay i'm just gonna go you know like it's my time so Mm -hmm. um so yeah i lived in mexico for a year and a half but at the time i was go back to durango yeah durango i was living at uh, my parents house and what year was this uh what was it that was like four years ago like yeah okay like 11, 12, something like that. Okay. And live there. But when I was there, I started doing more and more like lettering, calligraphy and kind of do it like at home because I, you know, you can really go out in the street and tag it and, you know. Sure. Yeah, I didn't want to get in trouble. So how, I mean, how aggressive are the the cops in Mexico when it comes to graffiti? Um, Back then they were pretty mellow, but now they're really like. Hardcore. Yeah, some some of them are really nice that you can just talk to them and, you know, like, they're cool, you know. I mean, of course, whatever happens. Yeah. But, like, some other ones, like, they want to beat you or something, you know. Really? Yeah, I mean. Have you ever got beat up? No. Yeah. I was very lucky, very, very lucky. Like, very lucky. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it was good. It was good. Good times in, in Mexico painting. When did when, you start doing walls? Um, Walls. That was, um, I did a bunch of walls when I was like teenager and a little bit more after but then again i left all that for a long time and then i started painting walls um year and a half ago i was on a trip in in berlin and i went to barcelona in barcelona i got to meet up with some friends days and um he's amazing artist and i'm like hey man i want to paint you know mural and like like hey do you want a wall i'm like yeah what kind of wall i'm like just a big one i said like excel so next thing I know, he comes back like he sends me a picture of like picture of like a huge the wall. biggest wall ever. Yeah, it was like on their bridge, so it was like a full bridge. It was huge. So I'm like, you ready for this? I'm like, well, okay, let's <laughs> I do suppose. it. Let's Shit. do it. So that was the first one, and then since then is whenever I, I like when I travel or go somewhere, I I try to 
kind of leave my mark, but just pain, you know? Sure. Because I remember I, I would see uh, for a while on uh, Facebook, like, I was like, deal, Ricardo's doing a ton of walls right now. <laughs> yeah. I just try my best, just paint here and there. Just whatever, like, opportunities I have to paint, like, sure. I do it because... I, I just like to be away from the computer and be painting. Sure. Um, how, how long did it take for you to become really confident in your process? Um, I don't know. It's not, uh, it's not how long. It's just like a matter of like kind of be careless a little bit and be like, sure. just go do it. Because I mean, sure. what's wor worse comes to worse, like you just paint over it. Yeah. And seeing for me, like meeting some of my favorite artists, seeing the painting kind of like screwing up or you know that or they teach you like these techniques and stuff it's amazing you know it speeds up the process mm -hmm. and it's like a constant learning path and that's what's so like so good about it you know yeah it feels like a lot of your work is uh it's control and but also movement and it's loose and it's a lot of those things it's, it's like your your energy flow it, it feels very uh well it feels very skate related now i think about it um, in, in terms of like control, you know, and yeah. uh, sometimes intentional lack thereof. It's interesting. And all the lines. Yeah, I think that's kind of the interesting part. Just kind of like combining everything you like and put it together because that's kind of, I mean, how I guess the style is developed, you know, by, okay, if you like pink, just add pink to it. You know, mm -hmm. you like skateboarding, you somehow inc like include that in your work. I don't know, like seeing the work from like Jim Phillips, you know, like legends of illustration. I mean, there's something different that I don't do, but like it has influenced me or skateboard decks, yeah, colors, you totally. know, composition. And you don't know, you just grew up with all these things and they shape you. They shape not just you, but also your work down yeah. the road. Well, what influence, what influenced you, uh, in your style? What have you grown? Um, somebody just asked me that, uh, definitely, working with markers um it has shaped it you know because there's so many like lettering style you could do like factor like you could do uh romance you could do script yeah. script uh, slander there's so many styles but for me i really want to specialize on what i feel like comfortable because that was like the thing i wanted to do yeah. um especially using um the cranks they're like round point pens yeah. And I always loved using those. When yeah. I was in Mexico, I never really had the opportunity to use them. Totally. So I feel like the tools can shape your style, but also the music you listen to, you know, what you're going to write, especially in what I do, like what I'm going to write, you know, like, okay, um, you know, I've been listening to MF Doom a lot. Okay, I'm going to write MF Doom... I love it. <laughs> so much inspiration there. Uh, so yeah, just words come to you and then you see like the way that you illustrate them, um, travels, like calls, meeting other artists, you know, it's yeah. it's always great, great inspiration. Yeah, totally. Uh, when it comes to the tool, how much stake do you put in um, the current tool that you use? Are you like, are you really um, uh, loyal to the specific marker, the specific brush when it, or are you like, Oh, well I'm down, I'm done with this. Let's try try something else. Cause I see you work in a lot of other forms as well. Yeah. No, that's a good question. Um, because I'm very loyal to the markers I use at uh, Crank. I mean, I have a great like relationship with them and they're oh. amazing, you know? So I use them because, you know, they're, they're my favorite all the time. 
but I'm always open to try, I mean, different pencils, carpenter pencil, like brushes, you know, sometimes I hang out with other friends, like my roommate, Miguel Reyes, he's a typeface designer, but he does sign painting. Um, Caetano, like we just were jamming in my apartment, like painting <laughs> with brushes, you know, with <laughs> it all like sign painting brushes. Oh, that's dope. And that's like different medium. And I'm always open to try different things or, or spray can. That's completely different to like everything yeah. you try is, it's just super tricky, but that's yeah. what makes it fun. Yeah. It's actually kind of amazing how quickly uh, you got proficient with the spray can. <laughs> I, I try. We mess up a lot, but uh, <laughs> what do you do? Like, this is paint over it. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck do you do? So, yeah, I just go confident because you see these people like painting so confidently. Like, how yeah, do you do that? But exactly. they just don't care. Just go and. It's interesting because sometimes you just have to see someone do something confidently so that you it gives you the lead. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you, so you feel like, oh, yeah, they're doing it. Fucking I'll just do it. <laughs> And then it, it kind of takes you, like, you have to, helps you forego, like, the initial steps of, like, fucking up a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's part of the process. So fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> How much of your culture do you bring into your work? How much of Mexico do you think sits in your work? Um, I, I don't feel so much nowadays, but since last year, it changed, my work changed a lot because on, on this trip to um, Playa del Carmen, I went scuba diving and i guess the biggest takeaway from like mexican culture it's been so far colors um really? right now because i traveled to oaxaca this year san miguel and just see these beautiful like houses painted like different colors mm -hmm. and it's just some things that maybe it's very subtle in my work but it's kind of part of where I come from and I want to incorporate more of that and more and more into my work, you know, and yeah. make it really like, not like, um, how to say like, it just has like a nice touch of Mexico because I want it to be part of what I do, you know, and always yeah. represent it everywhere I go, you know? Yeah, for sure. Same thing with the Filipino culture too. It's like, um, going back to the PI, just a, it's a lot of bright colors and, um, it feels like when it comes to expression um, in those types of places, like color is like so immediate and like it helps cut through the noise. Yeah, I feel it's just a great um, uh, way to express feelings, you know, by colors because there's some other artists um, that just play with colors. Uh, top of my head, uh, this artist from Panama, what is his name? I can't remember, but uh, he used a lot um Cruz Cruz Diaz mm. he does a lot of like he's pretty much kind of like a massive color you know and then I got a lot into reading a, a color um nowadays a lot about Opar you know Victor Vasarelli yeah. and all those uh, it's just so amazing what yeah. you could do with simple shapes and, and just colors and just incorporate that into my work just it could be a uh a word, but the word doesn't say much without the color, you know, it could be just black and white, but that depends. And also the viewer. So, yeah. And also the what? The viewer. Oh, the beard. I thought you said the beard. Oh, the beard. <laughs> the beard. Do <laughs> you have a beard? Yes. So you don't. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> uh, tell, I'm kind of curious about uh, craft of the future. Can you tell me about that? Like uh, that seems like they pulled like a bunch of uh, amazing artists, you being one of them. Can you tell me a little oh, about that Oh, that was project? cool. Yeah. That project was super fun. Uh, we did that at the beginning of the year. 
And it was through my friends from Instagram feed. They're super amazing. So they call me and they, hey, we're going to do a bunch of walls here in, in New York at um, Avi's office, which is in Chelsea. So as soon as they send me, you know, they, which artists were going to be in, in, in the mix, I was like, yes, of course. Like, duh. <laughs> uh, duh, of course. You know, I'm just, uh, yeah, it was cool. Like Timothy Goodman was painting there. Um, the guys from 123 Clan from Montreal were Oh, yeah, I love 123 Clan. Yeah. Oh, we were all hanging out in Miami together. Are you serious? Yeah, oh. well, remember? Because 123, when, when we were Oh, at, that, yeah, that was the, uh, ADC Festival. ADC Fest, and you and I were chilling, and 123 was there. Remember we were on that rooftop, and then like... Um, uh, James Victoria was, was just chilling with us and we were all just like drinking beers. I feel like every time I saw you there, oh, one of us had like alcohol in our hand. Oh, <laughs> guaranteed. Like, I was drinking, you were drinking. Yeah, that was a great time. Yeah, that was the time when I first met him. Uh, they had a really amazing workshop about doing graffiti you know oh yeah, yeah. yours was awesome too i remember uh, that was, that was uh, super creative yeah, well it got really awkward too and weird <laughs> but uh my my workshop there was really funny for the listener uh i i did a workshop where it, it was kind of these very quick exercises or like back to basics creativity but then at the end we got six people from the audience to put on these uh body suits like like the what is it? the like the green zone suit from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but like uh, multicolored, and then people yeah. painted on their bodies, and it got like really weird and very uh, interpersonal. Yeah, yeah, it was a great experience, and yeah, it was good, good vibes there. Yeah, such good vibes, such yeah. good vibes. Yeah, back to like yeah, that was when I met One Two Three Clan. Um, oh, and Tim was up in Miami too. Who? Tim. Good oh, Timothy. Yeah, yeah, I also met him that that uh, that weekend because it was a weekend, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when. And then it was funny that I got called to be in this project with them, and I'm like, yes, of course. Although I didn't get to see him painting because I painted like three days and I had to leave for Mexico. Yeah. But I mean, it was very cool to be in the mix with them, and they had other couple of other artists can remember their names. Um. Yeah, that probably was really really nice. It was, it was fun and just painting. I was kind of the only one. No, the, the guys from One Two Three Clan also use spray cans. Oh yeah, yeah, all indoor. It was cool. Um, how fast are you on some, on a project like that? Like, I, oh my one, god, like One Two Three, like they've been doing walls for like uh for yeah. a minute. So I, like, I think they're process, yeah. and there are two of them, so their process is probably like really efficient. Like, yeah. What about you? It's uh, it's been funny because now I had to be really fast because sometimes I get to paint uh like just a wall anywhere and then hey uh, do you want to come paint it? yeah then literally you have one day to paint it so yeah but then commercial projects take a bit more one or two days i remember that wall took me like two days mm -hmm. but like on the last day really had to finish it so i was yeah. painting from like literally non-stop from uh like 10 a.m to like 10 p.m like it was wow. painting um yeah it, it it's just a whole process and because also the wall there was very clean so gotta make sure everything looked clean mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and people are gonna be having meetings in that room so yeah yeah it was a big wall too uh, what was it like it looks massive yeah so yeah and they gave me the quote craft the future well they kind of like gave me some quotes but I customized it to like oh let's do craft the future because sure the offices were um are of um they're the offices of this brand uh, beer distribution company and um, they wanted to do <clears throat> something really cool. I mean, they'll give you like 
completely freedom, but they'll give you some hints of kind of what to do, where to get inspired. So sure. I, I was kind of inspired of the process of the beer, you know, like crafting a beer, but also being part of the future, always looking forward. And that was kind of part of the mural and the elements, very fluid elements. Yeah. So it, it just all tied together really nice. It was a cool project. Gotcha. Um, so similarly, uh, alcohol world, uh, the 180 project at ComplexCon. Oh, and 1800. Yeah. 1800. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 180. What 180. Like, is that like, a skateboard trick? <laughs> I know. Yeah, that is a skateboard trick. Like, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> no, no, like 1800. Yeah. Um, that looked amazing too. Um, what, and how did that project happen? Also, how was ComplexCon? We talked uh, about it a little bit uh, off mic, but. ComplexCon. Yeah, just passed, what was it, a couple of weeks ago in, um, where is it, Long Beach, California? Uh, yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was. I want to go back to LA like anytime. Oh, really? It's hard. I feel like it's hard at events like that, and uh, I am by no means like shitting on on anything. I I love that culture, but it's hard like being in a in a room sometimes where I feel like everyone's just is very judgy. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And there's yeah. immediate just like like shade being thrown like whether <laughs> vocal or not you know what i'm saying no i felt that really like i got some and good like, things i work at nike and like i have no i i feel great <laughs> you know what i'm saying but then it's like walking to rooms like man what the fuck you looking at me like that like, you, those kicks you know like nah you yeah know? yeah exactly yeah. Like, yeah yeah uh yeah that it was how was vibes is vibes is it good vibes it was good, but for sure, it's just kind of overwhelming to see so many people. Like, there's so many things going on. Um, that project came through uh, 1800 because I worked with them before. I, we did like a cool project where I'll be doing uh, tequila tasting, and based on the taste, I would like write a word based. On, okay, it was uh, strong, like strong taste. Okay, and then illustrate the word strong and, and using the colors from the bottle. You know, so. Mm. I tried four, so I did four illustrations for them. Did they also record you tasting? Was yeah. it part, was it part of like a whole yeah that was media? a yeah that was a, a earlier project with them, and there was like you know taking pictures, you know all this thing, and then of course like recording it. Um, it was just a cool like fluid process for that. They love it so much that then they came up um, to me for Complex Con because they were eighteen hundred was the sponsor of. Or the art creator of the art zone, art and, zone. Yeah, the art zone. So they like pretty much kind of curated like the art, like which artists were gonna be there. And as soon as they told me, like, hey, do you want to come to Complex? And Dab Smiler were were there. They were painting. Uh, Ron, uh, Rob English, he was there. Mm -hmm. Like amazing. So I was like, of course, it was a good project. And basically, I painted a mural there for the two days um the quote was just refine enough yeah and that's kind of like the new tagline for the brand and yeah it went well with my work and i try to make it very fluid you know if any yeah. of you like saw the, the the mural that's that's kind of where i was going to and yeah it turned out really well were you yeah. painting on site while the complex con was actually happening yeah, yeah, that was the thing. It was kind of like uh, activation for tequila. Got it. Because they had like an open bar, so you can. They wanted to do just something new, you know, like. Something do you feel different. pressure? Do you feel pressure in that environment? Yeah, a little bit, especially Those because people are watching you actually paint. Yes. Well, not really. You just get used to. It, but if you know there's some really good people are gonna be there painting, you yeah. you do feel the pressure. Although, like people are usually really nice. They're like, oh hey, you know, just want to come by, say hi. Yeah. 
People usually are very nice. When I've been put on the spot to, or have to have to do a project where I've had to create something in front of people, yeah, uh, a part of me is just like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> you know, there's always a, a a slight level of shame that I have to overcome. <laughs> I feel because like I messed up a couple of times, you know, but. I mean, like I said before, just paint over. over it. Just yeah, but then, like, you see it, it's kind of like you see it, and the people are like, <laughs> just don't say anything, you know? Just leave me. I'm working, yeah. you know? <laughs> I'm working over here. Uh, where did It's a Living come from? Where did you come up with that? Um, that's great, man. Uh, that was a. When did, it, when few, did you start that? A few years ago. No, more than a few. It's been like four or five. Um, I was just looking for a name for kind of like a studio, just some to have some sort of identity, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, Ricardo Gonzalez, like you just like, there's so many of me, you know, like <laughs> it's a very common name in Spanish, like oh, okay. Mexican Fair. name, Ricardo Gonzalez. So it's so many. It's kind of funny. Like when you said that, I went through my internal Rolodex to see how many Ricardo Gonzalez's I knew. I was like, wait, I think I only know one. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Uh, although my dad's good. name is Ricardo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rich. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I was kind of looking for kind of identity and yeah, I didn't want to do like Ricardo Gonzalez design. It's like, no, okay. So in what happened, I was watching a YouTube, uh, it was a YouTube live concert and I was like, it was Coach, Coachella 2011, mm -hmm. something like that. And then I saw Death From Above and I love the band It like, it was so cool. But then I noticed that the drummer had like a tattoo here. It says, it's a living. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. Oh, it's a living. kind of cool. Yeah, this guy's like killing it, playing. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> I never really like said like, oh, that's where I took it from. But it was something that resonated in me and at yeah. the time. But then when as soon as I started kind of getting- I think that's a Flintstones thing too. It, is it? Or like, you know- how it's, it's, There's a show called like, uh, it's a living. It used to be in the 80s or something like that. Oh, like really? a, Yeah, like a soap opera or something like that. It was weird though. Oh, uh, the thing I was talking about was uh, how in the Flintstones, you'll have uh, some sort of animal that substitutes a piece of machinery. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the like you'll be uh, like Fred and Barney will be mixing <laughs> cement inside of like an animal's mouth or something. And they're like, it's a living. So, so uh, I think that was a bit of irony. So that when I first That's uh, great, when I first heard of you, I was like, "Oh, is it like a Flintstones thing?" But I, I loved it because you you totally flipped it, at least in terms of my reference. Yeah, well, it's also cool. I should say that now. Just you know, Flintstones. That's me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know how they uh, they abuse those animals on the cartoon show. That's, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a living. <laughs> it's a living. No, but that's, that's funny. Um, so yeah, it just happened to happen that like I started getting paid, you know, and then like doing projects and more yeah. stuff and people like, oh, what do you do for a living? And, like I do lettering for a living, calligraphy. People are like, oh, really? Like, yeah, it's a living. And wow. that's where it came from. Yeah. It's, a, it's more like a lifestyle because I want to do more. Uh, I want to travel. I want to paint. I want to be, um, just create a lifestyle on my own, you know, something that, speaks to me and speaks to others because we all love you know traveling and yeah the good thing it's a living really like goes well with many brands and their philosophy and my philosophy is kind of you know being also free but also um have the identity and loving the work you do for a living you know yeah do you feel that you're uh you're living up to your potential 
I don't know if I up my potential. I always feel like everybody can progress like a lot more. Uh, it just it just takes time and patience, really. I've, I've been like, okay, just be patient and you will progress and just keep working you know, hard. Yeah. What are you thinking about um, next steps for you? Like what's what's next for Ricardo Gonzalez? Oh, man. Bigger walls, I guess. Bigger walls. Yeah. The biggest wall. No, the biggest, but just bigger <laughs> walls. I, I'm, I'm down. A wall in space. <laughs> oh, wow. Take it to the next level. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Being yeah. joined by Ahmed Klink. Ahmed Klink just dancing on the side. <laughs> Shout out. Look at that. Wow. You, you are like such a GIF right now. <laughs> the night oh, moves. Boomerang. Yeah, exactly. You're such a boomerang right now. <laughs> 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 oh my god i feel like we should i feel like we should be ha- taking photos of this right now this you should like, post like some like behind the scenes oh thing. did you oh shit can you take a photo from my phone i'm yeah. not I'm, I'm also not gonna edit any of this i'm gonna leave all this shit just in. fuck it <laughs> yeah fuck it we're all just taking photos of each other like a bunch of assholes like yeah we're doing a podcast <laughs> oh my god now you gotta do one with my yeah now you, gotta, <laughs> now you gotta do it from ricardo's phone <laughs> Oh, this is going on the internet. Sweet. Sweet. Not editing anything. Um so uh yeah, what what are you uh, what are you gonna what are you working on now? What are you working on now? What are what's next? What's happening? What's happening uh, in your life? I don't know. Right now just wrapping up a couple of projects. One is really big. Um yeah. Can't talk about it. Can't talk about it. Yeah. I always, uh, I don't usually like to talk about the projects. Just whenever they come out, they come out. You know. Yeah, whatever. yeah, but, exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm the same way too. Yeah, just for the future, maybe a couple of walls here and there. I'm yep. going to San Francisco next week, so oh, hopefully I get to paint there. But definitely, have you ever painted be. in San Francisco before? No, that's what I want to do. And, really? You know, yeah, I just kind of want to escape the New York weather right now. Although it's not bad, but no, I was in San Francisco was last weekend, and it was amazing. <sighs> yeah, the weather was so dope. And then I had uh, I had clam chowder, but in one of those bowls that you can eat <laughs> in the sourdough bowl. <laughs> I felt like uh, I felt like a disgusting piece of shit, oh, <laughs> but it was God. so good. Yeah, I don't blame you though. I would definitely be down for it. So, so you don't have anything set up in SF wall wise yet? Uh, yeah, I'm working on that. Oh, right it. now, I'm working you, on that. So when you when you do that, if you're gonna go travel, do you have a person where you just like do a scopes out the scene? Is like, hey, I. Uh, is there a wall over there for me to do something? <laughs> to do something. Yeah. How do you how do you navigate that? Um, I don't know. I just go like places. I don't know if I go to Mexico. I just try to reach out to some people there. Hey, you know, or maybe I already have friends. So yeah. hey, man, do you have a wall there I can paint? You know, I mean, because kind of also I want to do projects for myself, and that's part of traveling. You know, also like not just traveling but i want to leave something behind and yeah. as soon as you paint something it's uh, it's in the street belongs to the street if it gets destroyed next next day i mean it's like that's what it is for yeah. it's gonna be there but like part of um traveling and leaving something behind it's it's also a good motivation to keep making uh projects for you because then you start doing only walls for commercial products i mean it's awesome you know and yeah. you get paid but then you also want your freedom to do whatever really you want whatever and then the something, you want and if it's a personal project if it's like something that you really want to do it you should do it and that's kind of the opportunity i had to to travel and yeah. ask for walls and people are very nice that they, they definitely uh hooked me up so yeah can totally. ask for more <laughs> <laughs> uh what what is it about the um 
the temporariness of that that does that compel you are you is that part of like the the mystique for you that it could just disappear at any moment yeah well it, it comes from like graffiti you know it can be sure. buff next day you know yeah and you can paint a piece there and somebody somebody can tag over it and like you're like well whatever you know yeah that was the life of that thing that was a life so it's a, a very ephemeral work because right. some people are like oh well i got you a wall but it's gonna last maybe two months because they're gonna destroy the building i'm like i'm fine you know yeah but it's also part of the documentation you know like taking the photo and also like i'm building this project at the end of the year and i want to see how many walls i can paint in this year oh wow. and then double it next year holy shit how many walls did you do over the year uh i don't know maybe i'm up to like 12 12 like 12 13 i don't know i haven't really counted but i just i painting more and i'm going back to mexico for christmas and i can paint there a lot more gotcha how often do you go back to mexico uh oh this year i went back almost every month really <laughs> yeah. wow that's like your mexico your mexico is basically my new york <laughs> yeah like, i keep coming back <laughs> yeah every month <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty much it dude um what what do you think compels you does that make sense what pushes you to do a thing because i i i get the sense from you uh as long as i've known you that you would be doing this even if you, I don't know, if you had to work a construction job <laughs> during the day. Do you uh, know what I'm you. saying? Yeah. Or, yeah. or if you were whatever, like you would still be making shit, like giving zero fucks. But what, but what is it about it that pushes you to do that? Um, I think it's just a thrive to really, the, the decision to thrive more, you know, and push yourself more. Because for me, like to see, okay, I achieved this one year. I can totally do that more, you know, it's kind of like being an overachiever, but like, it's not yeah. about just that, but because also I found myself working in screen printing yeah. and it was a very exhausting project, uh, not project, a job. So what happened uh, was, uh, yeah, I'll be printing all day, super exhausted, but that's not what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do was more my own stuff. And I ended up, you know, finishing to work, like, I don't know, like going, going to work at seven, finish at seven, and then still like work on my own projects, even though I was exhausted. So yeah. that's been through like four, no, like eight years, like eight years. Like, I don't care what job I land. <clears throat> I just want to keep doing what I love to do, you know? Yeah. Like you, even if it was free, you'd just be doing it. Yeah. That's why sometimes, yeah, there was a pain, like it, some, uh, other cities they're free they just get me the wall i go buy the paint and you know i just want to do that yeah. but then that's cool because then clients see that and then oh i want you to do for us what you did here that cost me nothing and that was me being me and painting you know right. but then a brand would love it that they were like hey we want that and it's kind of like a circle that comes back to you it's not really about the money sure because you know if you put out out there <clears throat> really good stuff people are gonna see it and you know, you're going to get paid for it. Do you feel like you're yourself when you're even doing client work? Do you always feel like you are presenting you? Um, How yeah. much of a negotiation is that? No, it's good right now because I see now the mood boards and you see, you know, when a client sends you a mood board and you get reference from other designers, I feel like, man, you should just hire the other designers. Exactly, to do it. yeah. So I, I don't I, even fuck with that shit. Yeah, it's like, oh man, I, I always try to pitch something different. Like, no, I'm not going to do that, you know? And even though like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. But now clients will send me a, a mood board 
It's all based on my work. Yeah, it's all your shit. And that's the great thing that you can just combine things. Okay, I, I did this with this with that, and then that really customizes for the client, and they they ended up loving it. Oh, mm. uh, what are your dream clients right now? Ah oh, man, now I just have. You crossed one hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. That I guess we still can't talk about. It. We can still talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't talk about it. Um. Uh, maybe I don't know Nixon. Some dude. Oh, some, dope. Yeah. yeah. I'm, wearing a, I'm wearing a Nixon right now. Nixon. Maybe do some. Yeah. Same. Oh. Damn. Everybody. Yeah, no. Everyone in the room is wearing a Nixon. Everybody. Ahmed, you got a Nixon? Fuck you guys, oh. I got a Rolex. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I know. Oh. oh man no support there. <laughs> you just have a a watch that you know that's like that talks back to you yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't so know what other clients just i mean i'm more down about to create better work and more complex and just take it to another level and see what happens yeah um when it comes to the clients uh it seems like a lot of uh clients push um a lifestyle and do you feel that your lifestyle is, oh, what am I asking right now? Do you feel like, uh, <laughs> do you feel like your lifestyle is, is very much in, in zeitgeist? I feel like the work that you do and, and the clients that you're working with, it feels very right now and in, and ingrained in a pop culture. Does that make any sort of sense? Yeah, it kind of makes sense because- Brands are now looking at working with influencers, people, you yeah. know. They, do you they consider do yourself it. an influencer? Not really. Do you even like that word, influencer? Nah, I don't really like that it. That word is a shitty word, isn't it? It is a shitty, like, who do you influence? I have influenced nobody. You I know, know. Like, it's like, fuck. what does that even mean? <laughs> Whenever I hear that word in a meeting now, I'm just like, ugh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, I hate it. <laughs> That's true, though. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah guilty of that yeah. <laughs> so yeah i mean a lot of brands want that you know that kind of part of because they're brands so they're meant to be following the guidelines you know create like that's what they have the branding but now they're trying to like pull out their sales out of that and be more human because yeah. that's why they you know if somebody's really famous on youtube and i don't know xbox bring it in is because it's a person and it got to a point where it's so recognized that person that created a branding for them that it's just crazy nowadays that one person could be more well-known than a whole brand, you know? Yeah. It's like YouTubers. Some of them are, have more followers than right. Nike itself. They're a lot more, you know, or fat Jewish, you know, people like that. I mean, it's kind of like, they're just famous, you know. I mean, they don't really bring anything, but <laughs> not the fighters. <laughs> like, not him, but like. <laughs> Shots fired? Question Shots mark? Fired. <laughs> uh, edit this, please. <laughs> bring the beef. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we're wrapping up a little bit. And uh, I just want to ask you, culturally speaking, what do you think you, you represent in, in the American landscape? Wow, that's a really tough yeah, question. Yeah, that's a heavy fucking question. Yeah, what do I feel? Um, yeah. What do you think you represent? I wouldn't Especially go, right now. I wouldn't right go now. so far to call myself that I represent, but I will definitely would love to um, inspire other people, other Mexicans in the United States to like not be, you know, kind of pushed down by what's happened with the elections or anything. Yeah. Um, but to really believe, you know, that you can make... Like a living, you know, get 
pay well, you know, if you hustle right, you make business right, that you can make a living no matter no matter where you live. I can go back to Mexico tomorrow and I'm still getting work, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. But like, if you work hard enough, then um, clients will come to you. You don't have to go to and chase the clients, you know, because then that's the shitty part. As a designer, you're always like sending resumes and you're all bummed. Oh, I'm not getting like, fuck that. Just, you know, like seriously, just the time that you spend writing that resume, just put into making something meaningful that you love. And that's going to like, uh, that's gonna be super valuable for everybody because they they see it. It's something that you like perceive in the works of people. Mm. It was really good to see you, my friend. All right, peace. <laughs> Kill it. I know you got a deadline. Thanks, brother. Thank you. So that was Ricardo Gonzalez, aka It's the Living. Um, that was a really fun conversation. We had a really good time. And I've known Ricardo for a little bit. And he, in person, he always comes off as so gracious, so cool, and just an overall good dude. And I'm glad to see that he's crushing it and uh, making things happen right now. And if you want to see more of Ricardo's work, you can go to Instagram, check out It's a Living One Word. He's really prolific on there. Uh, also, It's a Living.nyc. And uh, he's also one of the Sunday afternoon boys. And shout out to Ahmed Klink, who made a little cameo in there during our conversation. As far as us, as in you and me, the listener, uh, make sure that you subscribe to us on First Generation Burden on iTunes. Tell a friend. And if you want to follow me on social media, it's rich underscore tu at Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, rich to uh, one word if you're into that shit. Uh, check us out next week. Don't know who the guest is again, um, but we should have someone really fun for you. See you later. Thanks for listening. <laughs>